Welcome into the Grind on Sports, episode 11 here today. Uh, taking a few weeks off, but that's to prepare for today's guest. Uh, today's guest, uh, a larger-than-life figure in Blunt County. If you don't, uh, just ask any any prep coach. They know Troy Provo Heron. Troy, hey, man, uh, how you, you doing? I'm, I'm doing fantastic, uh, obviously. You know, I've gotten to know you all pretty well over the past years, so you called me, asked if I wanted to do it, and uh, I said I didn't hesitate. I'm here. Yeah, his agent worked out a killer deal. You know, uh, I think I think I'm I'm on a payment plan. I think it's 36 months, but uh, I'll get it paid off as soon as I can, sir. But uh, but Troy, uh, you're the sports editor at the uh, Daily Times, uh, the paper here yeah. in Blunt County, uh, University of Tennessee grad. I think those things are fairly public. Uh, the the basis of, of the show is is really more uh, historical. Who is Troy? Because, uh, you know, what we found is a lot of times you talk to a player, it's it's why didn't you catch the ball or why did you catch three touchdowns? Mm-hmm. We talk to a coach, it's uh, why would you win by so much or why didn't you win? Uh, and I think media kind of falls into that category as well. Uh, you, your name's attached to a lot of stories, some good, some not so good. Uh, you get slack for certain things. Mm-hmm. I think we all know what I'm talking about. And then uh, on the flip side, though, you you got an opportunity to break some news here and there. But, uh, but Troy, we'll just kind of let you take it off. Uh, I guess let's start early on. What, uh, what got you into media? What got you into newspaper journalism? And we'll just, uh, we'll just walk through high school all the way to today. Yeah, first off, I want to say I'm honored to be following in the footsteps of Charlie Paleo. I know he was on the show a couple of weeks ago, uh, my good friend Charlie, and hopefully I don't do as badly as he did. So that's the goal today. Um, uh, so to answer your question, uh, you know, I've always loved sports. And, um, you know, my, my, my grandfather will probably listen to this, and he'll tell you that I should have been a baseball player. And it's my favorite sport now, but growing up, I hated baseball. I didn't like playing it, so... Um, I always wanted to play football and, and Wayne, you, you know, me, I'm not the biggest person in the room. It's uh, compact here. Yeah. At, at five, seven, one forty-five, currently at the age of 29, um, you know, and when I was a senior in high school, I think I was, you know, four ten, uh, you know, 90 pounds. Football wasn't in my future, especially growing up in South Florida. Um, you know, I, yeah, I went to high school with a high school team that had three NFL players on it. So uh, yeah, football wasn't in my future. Um, I learned that pretty quickly. Like, Hey, uh, the, the thing you love doesn't love you back. And that was okay with me. Uh, what I, what I did realize though, is that I wanted to be in sports uh, continuously. And um, you know, I've always been a pretty good writer. Uh, the summer between my junior and senior year, uh, I went to a national student leadership conference in Washington, DC uh, took a sports writing class in at American University, and that summer, like it clicked, and I was like, "Yeah, this is definitely what I want to do." Um, you know, we got to go to nationals games and do, you know, kind of live broadcast, you know, and write newspaper articles and stuff like that. And it was it was a blast. And so I think after that, like I was pretty locked in, dead set on that. And you know, obviously, I spent you know all of my college years at UT working toward that goal. 
Now you were you were a Florida kid, right? Yeah. Because I know from a fandom standpoint, again, a lot of times I don't know if you want how public you want it to be, but your team's in the Final Four right now. Yes, they are. Yeah, uh, yeah. Western Florida, born and raised. Uh, shout out to Cypress Bay High School. Uh, but uh, yeah, Miami, big, big, big time right now. We're really happy for Jimmy L and, and Jordan Miller and Isaiah Wong and all those guys. And I love Miami. Um, kind of always been a, a half and half college fan with. Miami being the school I grew up watching, uh, Tennessee being the school I kind of later grew to love. And so, um, but yeah, uh, definitely South Florida kid born and raised. So Troy, ahead, yeah, so Troy, don't sell yourself short. I, I I enjoy and love having you in the press box. You have the biggest personality. So I, I really enjoy having you and thanks for being on the show. But uh, my question for you, you're talking about how as a kid, you know, you started to recognize that you wanted to start writing. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to call ball games. I wanted to, you know, be the analyst for ball games. So my mom would catch me like calling a ball game, and I'd mute the TV. Did you? Uh, did you used to write like about games that you observed when you were a kid? Yeah, never actually, and I think that's funny. Like, I literally probably didn't write my first story until that sports writing class at American University and um it was actually picked as the best in my class and you know I was always good at writing like you know book reports and uh FCAT which was our standardized testing back in Florida and stuff like that when we did essays I always got really good scores in those so uh I don't know I, I think like a general I like to consider myself not as much a journalist as a storyteller um and I think I tell a really mean story and it just happens to be the fact that I also love sports. And so I get to do it in a way where, you know, I get to tell some really awesome stories about some really awesome coaches, some really awesome kids. And uh, I'm thankful that I've gotten to live that dream every day for the past decade plus. And you, you said football didn't love you back. I mean, it didn't stop like guys like Devin Hester and such. So I, I felt like you, you may, have, may have quit early. You could have had something. Well, I didn't run a four-two like Devin Hester. That that's a big, big difference. Well, from from stories told, and I don't know if this ever got off the ground, but at one point, uh, Troy and Scott West were going to have a foot race. I don't know if that ever happened. Hey, I saw Scott West, and I'm going to give a plug here to the Smoky Mountain Middle School basketball All Star Game, which held its first you know annual event just a couple days ago. And I saw Scott West, and he still challenged me to the race. And I'm like, Scott. Anytime, any place, you text me, call me, put it on. I don't care. I'll be there. And so hopefully this is a public forum. Scott West, let's do it. First Eagleton <laughs> football game next year. I'll be there. Well, here's the thing. If we do it during football season, Ben and I can't commentate it. But if we'll do it on Sunday afternoon, maybe like a 2 p.m., we'll do it on this show. We'll do it live. I don't care. I'm here. A- anywhere, time and place, Scott West knows where to find me. So, but uh, you heard it. If if Scott West, ca- if we get Scott West to watch this podcast, I think that's a bigger feat than actually him racing. So uh, we'll we'll see if that takes off. But uh, but Troy, so so you get to Knoxville, and again, you talked about maybe doing a little broadcast of Nationals games and such. But you chose the journalism path. Uh, then tell me about tell me about that experience because again, we broadcast for Maryville. I did not go to UT and was in. I always look up to guys like Jeff Jarnigan, you know, Bob Kessling, you know, Bob Ford, uh, you know, Mike Keith, just the names that that broadcast and that journalism department puts out. Um, 
you know, and, and what was that like? What were you exposed to? What you got to see? Just talk through your college years. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of started in a weird fashion. Like, like I said, this was always something I wanted to do, but when you get to college, you don't really know how to start, uh, you don't know really where to start, you know, and especially for me, you know, coming from South Florida to Tennessee, um, you know, Tennessee was a school I always wanted to go to. Uh, my mom lived up here. My grandparents lived up here. And so it was definitely a place I always wanted to go to. But when you move up here, you know, my parents live, my mom lived in Crossville. And so close, but not that close, you know, you're still kind of by yourself in a way. And so it's a brand new world and you don't really know where to start. Um, I'm going to be, completely honest on this show because i have a great deal of respect for you guys uh there was a girl i liked uh and so she happened to be going to the daily beacon office uh (laughs) one day at a journalism class and i was like yeah i'll go and you know what that just that just happened to be the best thing that ever happened to me in my life um you know I, i got started there as a as a freshman and uh, quickly elevated to staff writer. I was assistant sports editor my, by my sophomore year of college, sports editor by the second half of my sophomore year. Um, I liked to joke around with everybody because I can be just a, a wee bit arrogant at times. Um, I used to joke with everybody all the time that I was the youngest sports editor in the paper's history, and that included guys like Paul Feinbaum and Woody Page. I don't even know if that's true, but for a while I said it. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, you know, and it was amazing. Like I've gotten to do some tremendous things, uh, specifically in college. Like, you know, I think I traveled to more than half of the SEC, you know, cities in, in, around the Southeast. Um, you know, I got to cover Sweet 16s and bowl games and, you know, just so many different things that, you know, I was, you know, lucky enough to have the the privilege to do. And it's something that I definitely look back on and think, uh, you know, it was a grind, you know, you definitely have to work in journalism a lot, but, uh, it was, it was all worth it. Cause I got to do some really, really cool things. So, so Troy, talk about what years you were in, in Knoxville in that journalism department, like, uh, who was a football coach, who was a basketball coach. And then we'll talk, uh, I've got a question about the, uh, the press room in Neyland stadium, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the fall semester I started school was fall 2012, so that was Dooley's last year, uh, and then uh, I had to uh, deal with Butch Jones for the final three years of college. So I'm just glad you didn't turn into a used car salesman, but go ahead, man. <laughs> so out of all those facilities, that's that's awesome, traveling to all those different facilities and watching mm-hmm. different sporting activities. Uh, um, I know and I've heard that there are there are some that you're like, man, this is an SEC facility. you got to be kidding me. Um, what are what, what was uh, what's a facility that maybe fans wouldn't recognize that that it, that really didn't have the facilities to be an SEC school? And what's one that was just really took you back? You're like, man, the facilities here are incredible. <clears throat> Yeah, um, you know, I, I obviously I could say Vanderbilt, and that's that's like the cop out of it all. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to throw out a surprise one, uh, and not that like you know like pregame the Grove, awesome experience, fantastic. But Ole Miss's press situation, at least when I went to Oxford, Mississippi, was an absolute disaster. Really, it was terrible. Uh, they kicked us out of the press box when we, before we were done working and when we went down to get to the shuttle to take us back to our car, the shuttles had stopped running. So <laughs> uh, it, that was one of the worst nights ever. Uh, Ole Miss, I hope you fixed that. Cause that was a train wreck. 
they were definitely the worst. Uh, and best, um, man, that's tough. I would love to, I would love to have gone to LSU for a football game. I haven't been to LSU for a football game. I've only been there for a basketball game. Um, obviously not as big. Uh, Bryant Denny's pretty cool. Um, I've gotten to see some really legendary moments at the Swamp. Some really, really high energy. I was there for Antonio Callaway and all those things. Um, I was there for Jawan's Hail Mary between the hedges. And that one was that one's really special. I would say those are probably my three favorite places that I've been to in the SC or Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. And I know those are the big ones. So people are probably going to be like, oh, big surprise. But I mean, they're the, they're the best for a reason because they, they, they do it right. So, yeah. so obviously, Vandy, from what I gather, I mean, they don't even have a lot of – I mean, they're still missing plug-ins in places. It's just such an old facility that, like, there's cables laying everywhere. Uh, but a, a facility that I uh, – at least on camp or on camera when you're in the stadium that doesn't necessarily look SEC is Missouri. Is that is that kind of the case or not? I have to try to remember what Farrow Field is like. I haven't been there in six, seven years. I just think um, anytime you have gravel in one end zone, that's a bad thing. Yeah. M shape. You know, I think they've 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 elevated some seating, but it's still I'm like it's still like a big twelve school. Off the top of my head, I do think Missouri was pretty bad from just a press box area. Um, I do think it was pretty bad. One that's really, really bad, and it's not their fault. South Carolina, their press box might as well be in the clouds. I mean, it looks like ants are playing on that field, man. Really? Just straight I up? I don't know why they built that thing so hot. <laughs> but, other, but other than that, other than the view you have, it's actually a really, really nice facility at williams Bryce. It just feels like you're part of the heavens when you're Okay, so my question about the the Neyland Stadium press box. So I was I was afforded uh, on some smaller games uh, the opportunity with when I was on frequency when I was on the radio station uh, to go and and be a, a member of the media for I think it was three games all told, uh, two really small games uh, and then the uh, the BYU game. Uh, maddest I ever saw Jeff Jarnigan was after that game. But uh, uh, my question is is so. And of course, you know me. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I try to be professional, but I'm a fan, you know, at heart. And when I sat down and I had my little computer and I was going to tweet the fire out of it the whole game, I was going to do my best to be be professional. And the the guy comes across and it's like, "This is a working press box. No cheering, no clapping." <laughs> I'm like, "Uh oh." Yeah. What? What? Like, how hard is that for you? Because again, I know you're a you're a sports fan. Also, uh, how how do you? I guess how do you cut it off? Yeah, and you know, I'm a big Tennessee fan. Like, uh, you know, sometimes I think I I am. I feel like I uh, am part of maybe the pessimistic fan base at times, uh, but I am a Tennessee fan at heart. Uh, it's not that hard, and I and I say that just because obviously, like. I, when I st first started going to Tennessee games, I was a journalist. I went to maybe, I went to every home game when I was a freshman before I started covering football. And that was fun and all, but like, I think there's a certain part of me, and I'm not, I'm not sure if this is the case for every journalist, but like, it's such a cool job that like, you know, you get so much, you know, behind the curtain access and you get to do so many cool things and, 
I think in a lot of ways, I love the job more than I love the team, if that makes sense. So, sure. uh, you know, I, I have a great deal of respect for the job. I have a great deal of respect for all people who do the job. Uh, it's, you know, I think people look at it and say, oh, you get paid to travel and you get free food and you get to pay to watch sports and all that stuff. And that's all true. The tremendous perks of this job. We also don't get paid a lot and we also work really hard to do the things we do. Um, and I think a lot of times that gets overlooked. Uh, I think a lot of times it's underappreciated, but, uh, you know, I, I, I just have so much respect for the job. It's really not that hard for me to turn it off. Um, I could understand how it would be difficult for somebody who, you know, grew up in Knoxville and went to every Tennessee game their entire life and then is thrust into that position. I can understand that. Um, you know, that wasn't, my experience growing up. You know, I was a Miami fan first. I didn't really pick up Tennessee until my grandparents moved there and they started taking me to, to the first Tennessee event I ever went to was Lane Kiffin's orange and white game. Uh, so 09. And I, by then I was, you know, 15 years old. So like I, I had a lot of sports experience before I became a Tennessee fan. It wasn't, didn't feel like I was super emotionally attached to anything like that. But I do think a large part of it is I just have a great deal of respect for the job. Well, that, that makes great sense. Yeah. I guess I'm just, I'm not mature enough to, to <laughs> be that, that clear, but uh, Ben, you got anything? No, I can vouch for that. I'm just going to, you know, yeah, not mature <laughs> enough. That's right. I'm not mature enough, but uh, <laughs> so, so in college and then we'll, we'll transition to, to after you got out, what was the, I guess, what was the, biggest or the coolest story that you were a part of and then what one did you really not want to write or or really one you were like ah somebody's got to write this story i don't know if there was ever one that i didn't want to write um you know i started covering the girls soccer program or the women's soccer program i apologize uh and i started that's who i first started covering and then um you know i covered a little bit of volleyball uh, I don't think I ever wrote a story in high school except for like some really dumb newsy things that I had to write f- just because, you know, paper needed me to, and I sucked it up. I don't really count that though. Like, you know, that's <laughs> uh, but, um, the best thing I ever cut co- covered, uh, you know, like, and I've only had to do this twice and it is like one thing that you hope never happens, but when it does, you get really excited about it. Uh, so the first one was when a bunch of football players got arrested for uh, partying and underage drinking and stuff like that. And then the second one would be uh, the AJ Johnson rape trial. And, um, you know, obviously some really, you know, you, might, you guys might call those weird things to be excited about writing, but there's like a real thrill in covering things like that and trying to break stories and, and trying to find out information before anybody else has it. I mean, uh, my buddy Dargan Southern, who was my assistant sports editor when we were there, uh, we would uh, we stayed up until 4 a.m. the night all those kids got arrested for that underage drinking party and, and the, the cops shut it down, just perusing through police reports and highlighting names and trying to find anything we could, any connections to Tennessee. Uh, and so, you know, that's the fun part of the job. And uh you know, like I said, part of me wishes we could. Do, I could do that one one more time. Another part of me wishes that you know you never want to see kids get in trouble. So uh, I guess it's a good thing that we haven't had to do that uh, as of late. But it is as a journalist, those are some fun nights, man. 
So, so that's, that is a complete, so I was thinking like a coaching search or I was thinking. Of coaching long- searches are the worst. Because <laughs> I never want to cover a coaching search as long as I live again. <laughs> you know, we were doing this whole basketball thing and like, you know, there would be like those small minority of people saying, oh, fire Rick Barnes, fire Rick Barnes in the back of my head. I said, no, please do not do that. I do <laughs> He's not, not going to cover it. Coaching search. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So with with being a you know when you're writing a story like that, uh, you know I think it's from a fan's perspective. A lot of times, you know, we think, well, the the guy who's writing this story, he has to balance politics a little bit. He has to balance, you know, how the school feels about the situation or how the community feels about the situation. So kind of expand on that a little bit. Do you do you get in situations like that AJ Johnson story or where you have to consider how how's the community gonna a, a feel about what I'm writing or how's, how's the school going to feel about what I'm writing? Yeah. In those situations, uh, not really. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, like we, we would contact the school for comment and if they wanted to provide comment, awesome. If they didn't understandable, but our job in that moment is to provide the facts, whether that be what it says in police report, uh, witnesses say stuff like that. Um, you know, I think, you know, Obviously, in today today's day and age, and I'm not going to stick on this point too long. It's easy to distrust media, but I promise you, more often than not, you know, we're just trying to pre- present some facts that that we have. And in those in in those cases like that, I think that's part of the fun is like just trying to find the facts and trying to you know dissect every little piece of information to try and find some things and deliver readers with the best possible news you can. That's a that's an that's a really interesting take. So then then you graduate uh, from Tennessee, uh, well, at least that's I think it's on your resume. Uh, graduated yes. from Tennessee. And it took so, me two years longer than uh, my parents would have wanted me to. I had one Spanish class outstanding, so I had to take that online two years after I technically graduated. But your parents and my parents would be best friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the cool thing. I went back as an adult. My dad was like, oh, that's great. How's that bill coming? And I got to pay my own bill. But uh, but so 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 talk me through. I mean, obviously, we know you're at the Daily Times now and you were you were a writer before you were the editor. But so you graduate. Did you have other did you have a lot of offer? Like where was your your trajectory uh, to go? Yeah, so. After I graduated uh, UT, I went to do my second uh, stint as an intern for MLB.com. So I lived in, you know, Queens, New York City for five, six months. I covered the Mets. uh, And, I mean, that that, that was my dream. Uh, What? I said not Ben Mets. The, the New York Mets. Right? No, not Ben Mets. The New York Mets, <laughs> and and that was my dream. Uh, I, as a journalist, uh, when I set out to do this thing, my goal was always to cover Major League Baseball. Uh, I first got to do it the summer between my junior and senior year. I went to I lived in Tampa and covered the Rays, uh, and then went to Queens and covered the Mets after I graduated. Um, and so extremely thankful to MLB.com for giving me that opportunity. You know, I got to live out my dream at 22 years old. Uh, not a lot of people can say that. That's pretty awesome. Um, and then after that, um, you know, my good, good buddy, uh, Austin Bornheim, uh, still one of my best friends to this day. Uh, he was the current, he was the sports editor at the time at the daily times. Uh, he called me around 
called me about mid-August and was like, hey, I have a writer leaving. Uh, would you be interested in coming in? And I never hesitated. Like, you know, he's one of my best friends. He's my mentor. He's the guy who I think really put me in a position to have the career I've had. And so I said, yeah, um, I do have, I do hold one ounce of, uh, of, you know, just small regret about that. I'm not sure if you guys remember this, but that year was the year the Mets made the wild card game and Syndergaard and Madison Bumgarner had an absolute classic in city field. Wow. Um, like Bumgarner gave up, he threw a shutout. Syndergaard gave up one run and the Giants won one, nothing to move on. I missed that game because I was moving down back here to start working. So I do hold a little bit of resentment toward Austin for that, but um, I kid. Uh, yeah, so that was where I went. Uh, I worked at the Daily Times for, well, I want to say six months, and then uh, I got an offer to go uh, be the preps editor at the New Sentinel uh, for a little bit, and uh, that did not work out. Um, we can delve into that story if you'd like to. I'm, I'm completely open book about it. I've kind of publicly talked about it before. Uh, but yeah, and then once that happened and things didn't work out, uh, my road kind of brought me back to the early times. So Ben, I, here's the thing. I'm a guppy when it comes to it. If he allows us to open it, that that box needs to come open. Let's open it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I was at the News Sentinel, uh, when I was originally hired, I replaced Chris Thomas. Um, Phil Kaplan was the sports editor at the New Sentinel. I'd interned for the New Sentinel when I was in college. I love Phil. I love all the guys who work there. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately for me, and I, I think this is just bad timing, and it's a lesson I tell a lot of young journalists. It's a lesson I tell a lot of kids. Uh, I was so quick to climb the ladder and I wanted to climb the ladder as fast as possible, get back to MLB and, and all that stuff that I really didn't think about anything that was happening. Um, you know, obviously a new Sentinel had been purchased by Gannett a, a year or two, I think earlier than that. Uh, and so took the job, came with a, you know, a nice raise that every 22 year old wants to see. And uh, unfortunately like Gannett kind of pulled a, 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 a drastic shift in how they covered high school sports at the time. Um, and so what the job I thought I was going to be doing was not the job that I would ended up doing. Um, I thought I was going to work for Phil Kaplan. Uh, Phil Kaplan ended up not being my boss. Leadership got changed. Uh, and just became a, very, a situation that I no longer wanted to be a part of. And you know, another lesson that I try to tell people all the time is sometimes you have to, sometimes you're presented an opportunity to handle things maturely or immaturely at 22. I handled it very immaturely. Oh no. Uh, just did not, did not do the things that I was asked to do was very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here. Uh, I was very spiteful for the situation that I found myself in. And, um, ultimately all that stuff led to me getting fired. And I don't, I don't blame the new Sentinel for that at all. I think maybe at 23 I did, but uh, now I completely understand. Like I wasn't, I certainly was not doing the job that they hired me to do, whether that be the one that I thought I was doing or not. Um, it's and, definitely not the new Sentinel. I'm just telling you. Yeah. And so I think, uh, you know, I was out of journalism for, I think a year and a half after that. And I honestly did think that I was, I, you know, kind of killed my own career. Uh, 
that was that was kind of hard to stomach and swallow and all that stuff. But thankfully, the Daily Times gave me another chance. Uh, a big thank you to Corey Repkin, who lives in Houston now and was my former sports editor before I took his spot when he left. Um, you know, I had freelanced him for him a few times, called him when he had an opening. He said, yeah, I don't think anybody in this area knows this area as well as you do. And he was probably right. But um, <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate that. And they gave me a second chance to kind of restart this thing. And I'd like to think that I've showed the Times some tremendous loyalty over the last five years, because ultimately what I realized is, is I didn't want to chase MLB in that dream anymore. I'd already done it. What I wanted to chase was enjoying journalism as much as I can. Uh, I found a new love and that was, you know, kind of covering these kids and telling these kids stories. And um, I'm, I'm exceptionally thankful for that new perspective I was given. And uh, I certainly wouldn't change a single thing about anything that's happened in my career. I think sometimes history and the fabric of how you get to and from uh, really shape what what your future looks like. Uh, small world. Chris Thomas, uh, his wife was my wife's roommate at UT. Wow, it's a funny small small world. But uh, uh, he's been all over too doing journalism. Yes, yes, and he's and he's fantastic at his job. I really have a great deal of respect for Chris Thomas and everything he's done. Sure, sure. So, uh, so you've been at the Daily Times now. Uh, you said five years. Uh, covered a lot of things. Uh, you've broke stories. You've you've had some hot takes uh, from times. You keep bringing that up, Wayne. <laughs> it, well, it was just so funny because I mean, it was like every Friday night I could I could rash you about it, and it, it worked every week for a good, a good <laughs> couple months. But uh, but uh, but Troy, uh, just how I guess you know because you you said you grew up in Miami, and and Miami in general athletically is very advanced. Um, but then you come to Knoxville, Tennessee's larger than life. It takes over the state, but Blunt County, and I'll say this, I, I'm, I'm seven years in Blunt County now. Uh, I had no idea. And I, I, I grew up 60 miles east of here and I knew Maryville, I knew Alcoa, but I had no understanding of this County. Like it's, it's, it's a fabric, an athletic fabric that you just can't reproduce in a lot of ways. It's such a special place, and I have absolutely just fallen in love with this county, with this community. Uh, as somebody who loves sports, this community's passion for sports is, I almost have to call it one of, one of a kind. Like, it's just, it's so special how much people care about things to the point where, as a, as a sports editor, it can be borderline annoying at times. You know, we get a lot of complaints and you could do this and you could do that. Why wasn't this there? Why wasn't that there? But ultimately in the end, like I appreciate it. It is such, it is such a great community. Uh, whether your team goes 0-10, you know, like William Blunt did this year, Heritage has done in the past, or whether you win a state championship like Alcoa has done the last eight years. Um, the passion there for your school, uh, is just unbridled and, um, it, it, it truly is a special place. Like I, I can't say enough good things about this community and, and how great it is in terms of its sports fandom. Go so ahead, Ben. Yeah. So Troy, you do an excellent job of, of keeping up with all the information of all these different prep schools across the area. And, and I, sometimes I turn to Wayne, I go, I don't know how, 
Heroy is keeping up with William Blunt. They're over in Middle Tennessee, and he's already up to date on what's going on down here in uh, Maryville or Heritage, whatever it may be. So uh, what are some of the tricks of the trade that you found out um, in your experience to, to cover so many different areas of East Tennessee in such a, in such a short period of time? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not an easy job. I think I think the big one is it's relationships. You know, I can't be everywhere at once, but I have, you know, I have parents of kids who will call me if something happens, coaches who will call me if something happens. I have players who will call me if something happens. And so like, you know, like it's it's so much of my what I do in my job is relationships and I try my very best to foster those. Um, I think, I, I think a lot of people would say I do a really good job. I would probably about a 99% hit rate with, uh, the, the 1% being the thing that Wayne keeps bringing up that maybe I do have some regret towards, uh, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, that, that's a huge part of it. And I think also the, the other thing is like, you just have to, you have to care, you know, like it's, it, it's easy to be in my position and just only focus on the game that I'm at. The truth is of the matter that I want every one of my teams to win as many games as they possibly can. And so if I'm at a, you know, heritage basketball game, yeah, I'm checking the score of William Blunt's basketball game. Like I really do care for the coaches and the players that I cover. Um, you know, like I think back to, I think back to that call that, you know, cost William Blunt a chance to go to the state state tournament, you know, just a couple of weeks ago at Dobbins Bennett. I wanted to throw up. So like, I can't imagine how Kevin Wendell felt or how Caden Wendell felt, Grady Robertson, all those guys. I was pacing around the hallways after that one and I was hurt. Uh, and so, you know, like you have to care and you have to be willing to, at, at, you know, like I, I think you could talk to, basically every coach in this county and they would say, yeah, Troy cares, you know, like I, I really do. And I, I try my best to show that uh, because, because it means something to me. And I, I want, if I, if it was possible, I'd want every one of these teams to win a state championship in every sport. That That's the honest answer. And I know it's not possible because we've got a lot of teams who play in the same district and stuff like right. that. But if it was physically possible for all of them to hold a gold ball or a state championship trophy at the end, man, I'd root for that every year. I, uh, I think it's funny. One time, uh, I can't remember. I think it was last year, the whole Knox West, you know, the first Knoxville team uh, to, to beat Maryville in so many years. Uh, we were talking, you know, I think it was on the coaches show. And I said, yeah, you know, a streak that's going to, you know, maybe still, you know, be unrivaled for, for years and years to come. And he said, I'm not really worried about streaks. He said, Troy knows about streaks. <laughs> I said, I said uh, oh yeah I said Troy's on top of it but you know it's funny you know we, we've been kind of talking about you covering high school sports in Blunt County I mean you're the sports editor I know you, you spent a good amount of time at Tennessee covering the Vols and whatever I know a few years ago before Tony V took them off and you can't get a seat over there you and yeah. I would sit up top there and uh, talk a little baseball cover it you would mm -hmm. actually cover it and I would I would I would tweet from there. So, uh. yeah, you know, I get to do Tennessee. I get to do Maryville College football. Um, I do some, you know, some other Maryville College stuff. And you know, I have some tremendous relationships with people over at Maryville College. Um, they they got a great thing going over there with that athletic department. 
Uh, UT obviously is a lot of fun to cover. Um, you know, Vitello got a big sweep the other day uh, over Texas A&M that they desperately needed. And so, you know, I, I juggle a lot in this job, but it, it, it's a lot of fun. So it's hard for me to complain. Hey, so talk about uh, you, you talked about when you were doing your, uh, your your kind of internship there. You did some broadcasting a Nationals game. So you also uh, kind of do a, a little radio show, kind of got involved with the sports page, uh, as Charlie and I talked about, arguably uh, the longest running sports talk show in, in, in Tennessee. Uh, kind of how did that start? Where is it at now? I know you, you've kind of taken a bigger role as Charlie's kind of taken his, his talents to Atlanta. Yeah, um, you know, obviously, you know, as somebody who covers as many games as I do and, and stuff like that, I think, you know, they were looking for somebody to maybe, you know, take some of that interviewing pressure off, you know, of just Marcus, who's our design editor uh, at the times. And, you know, he was handling everything and, you know, maybe it would, you know, behoove the show to add somebody else who had a little, you know, some more knowledge uh and all that stuff. And so Charlie called me one day, asked if I want to come on, um, you know, just as a guest appearance, was happy to do so. Um, and then we lost Ben, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was happy to do so. And then, you know, after the show, Charlie, you know, pulled me aside and said, Hey, would you want to do it? You know, every Saturday. And, um, I said, yes. And I'll be honest. That's like one of the best decisions I've ever made in my career. Um, I absolutely love that show. I um, haven't been able to be, you know, a huge part of it this uh, spring for reasons. Again, we can get into them, you know, later if we want to. But um, it, it's, you know, the relationship that I've built with Mike Edwards and Donnie Moore. And obviously I had a really good relationship with Marcus already. But, um, you know, I, I honestly consider Charlie Play one of my best friends. Uh, and I know that that's weird to say, you know, considering that he's like, you know, 95 years older than I am, but, uh, you know, really feel, Troy? you know, we talk all the time and, um, you know, I have a great deal of respect for him despite all the jokes I make at his expense. Um, and so, you know, I just love that show. And it, I think it is, it is everything that I try to bring to our sports section every day, perfectly encapsulated in a two hour segment that, you know, we talk about Tennessee and we talk about Maryville College and things people want, but we also shine shine a light on high school athletes that doesn't get shined on them enough. I mean, those kids work so hard and, um, you know, they deserve that. And I think it's easy for a lot of, you know, publications and outlets and all that stuff to just focus on your Noah Vaughn's. That, that's nothing against Noah Vaughn. I love Noah Vaughn. Uh, but... You know, there are so many kids uh, on these teams that deserve a lot of recognition. It's not always just the star guy. And so I think that the show does such a tremendous job of showcasing that, does such a just a, such a tremendous job of showcasing sports that aren't just football. Um, and it, it, it's an absolute blast to be a part of. You know, I, I was able to I, – I, I told Charlie, you know, one time I helped with sound. I think Donnie was uh, – he was on vacation or something, or there were some issues. And so I tried to set in. And, and really, what I like about the show is – there goes Ben again. Uh, <laughs> what I like about the show is really not all of what you said, you know, that, that you have such different perspectives. You have the media side. You, you have uh, Coach Trail. 
uh, who who really was a part of some really cool uh, times mm-hmm. in Tennessee football. You had Lon Hershbrin, uh, you know, God rest his soul. Really miss him because I remember he was on our radio show uh, during COVID when everything was a little sideways. And man, he's still the fire in his eyes right there, uh, all the way to the end. Uh, but but coaches that really have done things at an extraordinary level. And so just to see them understand and respect the high school game and the high school athlete and expose that. And and then of course, Mike Edwards and Charlie, they've had success in their own sports in their own right. Mike with basketball and of course, Charlie with baseball. But uh, it was just cool because, you know, I I was, I was like, Oh, this is really, I'm, I'm excited to see it. And then all of a sudden I forget, you know, it's almost like I forgot to flip the switch because I, I was I was a fan at that point. So yeah. uh, I really enjoy the show uh, after. So last year, a uh, little transformation in the in the sports page. Obviously, the, the well publicized radio station sold and then uh, a look goatees actually bought, mm-hmm. I guess, the rights to the sports page to kind of keep it on air, keep it kind of humming. A lot of changes, a little bit more of a digital presence. I know there's been some upgrades uh, over the last season. Yeah, and we could, we could do a whole lot more. I think, you know, I think, you know, part of everything that I have going on in my life right now has kind of prevented me from making it as big a deal social media-wise as I want to or as if we want to. But I think, you know, the cameras and all that stuff, you know, the LED lights. It, I think that show has obviously been going on for well, this is its 43rd year right now. And kind of the investment that Brian Johnson and Goatees have made in it makes me think that it could go for another 43. And um, that's really special. Uh, I re- really appreciate Brian for, you know, supporting everything that we've done. And, uh, you know, and I give a lot of credit to, you know, Mike Edwards and Donnie Moore and Coach Trail for um, accepting things. You know, I think it's easy for, you know, older people. They know they're older. I'm not <laughs> throwing a shot at them, but it, it, it can be hard for older people to accept change and, you know, move toward a more, you know, new age type of thing that we we've kind of moved toward. And they have they, they, they've accepted any changes that Brian and I wanted to make uh, with open arms. And I think, you know, especially in the fall when I was there, I think we were having our best show um, ever. I think we were really kicking butt. Uh, again, I haven't really been able to be there as much this spring, and it's it's killing me. But, uh, you know, I, I, the show's in good hands with those guys, and uh, whenever I get back, it'll be as good as it's ever been. <laughs> oh, but uh, but Troy, a busy man. So uh, I would say the the forty five minutes that we've spent so far is is time you'll you'll hope to to get back very soon. But uh, but Troy, any anything uh, anything hot pressing kind of uh, as we exit for Troy for the Daily Times, anything for us to be looking out for as we kind of head into a summer, which I guess in prep sports kind of goes dormant, uh, but uh, really and truthfully. Sports never stops anymore. It never does. Wait, I'm going to give you a scoop because I because I, I like you so much because uh, I respect you all so much. Uh, I haven't really t- talked about this publicly. A bunch, a few people know uh, uh, that have, have talked to me before. But, uh, so this this spring, this summer is uh, probably my last with the Daily Times. Um, just kind of ready for a career change and, you know, just for some, you know, personal reasons. Um, you know, I, 
and to have the person I, I love more than any on this planet sitting right next to me over here. Um, and uh, as much as I love this job for, you know, 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., her job being nine to five, tough on us, hard to, uh, you know, think of any future family when that's the schedule that we operate under. And um, sure. also, like I said earlier, like it's a, uh, it's my favorite part of this job has been, you know, getting to build relationships with, with kids and kind of getting to watch their journey. And so uh, for me, I'm in grad school right now, getting my master's in education, uh, working toward becoming a teacher in the fall. And so, uh, that's kind of where I'm at in life. And so I, uh, trying to make the most out of these last four months because i think come july when it all comes to an end i'll probably cry a lot but uh yeah i think you know i didn't i never thought i'd get to use the breaking news yeah on, on the tag Brian <laughs> gets to break the news because i haven't i haven't made a public announcement about that or anything like that but uh we are we are coming to an end here sadly well, and, and here's the thing, though. Uh, that means that uh, you, you can come up, spend some time with the press box, not have to go down and get an interview. Uh, you know, uh, of course, we try to feed you well when you come to Maryville. <laughs> I've um, always appreciated that about you guys. I really have. Uh, but, yeah, it, it kind of feels like, uh, you know, my nights will be really open now, uh, something that I haven't been able to say for a decade. So uh, I'm looking forward to all the new things I get to be able to do. Well, I, I know uh, being able to teach and, and kind of be around young people will be good for you and good for them. Uh, but, but, Troy, congratulations on uh, kind of finishing up strong. And then, uh, again, best of luck kind of moving forward because, like I said, change is always – a lot of people handle change different or maybe they're good with it, maybe they're not. But change is still change, right? And so uh, wish you the best in, in that moving forward. Yeah, and I'll still be around. Like, here's the thing. If I'm teaching, I'm teaching in Blount County. So uh, that's home to me. I'll be, that's where I'll be. Uh, and, and I don't know, I probably still want to write a little bit. It's like kind of my creative outlets, something that I'll probably do, you know, maybe once, twice a week. So I'll still be around. Like I'm not, I'm not, you know, just, you know, going zero dark 30 on the community or anything like that. I'll still be here, but uh, just time for me, you know, to maybe, you know, go toward the next chapter in my life. There you go. I share I share Wayne's comments. You're a staple, man. So we got to have you up there every Friday night. So that's that's a must. So just go ahead and put it on your calendar. Um, but congratulations to you and your family. And really excited for what you're what you're accomplished. I appreciate that, guys. All right. So Troy, uh, plug plug away. Uh, where can we find out about the sports page? Where can we find out about Troy? And how can we get some stuff from the Daily Time Sports page? Yes. Uh, first, I'll start with the Daily Times. Uh, follow us at uh, TDT Sports on Twitter, uh, thedailytimes.com uh, forward slash sports on your internet browser. Uh, make sure you're reading all of our stuff. Um, I have to give a huge shout out to Josh Lane and Tyler Wombles, uh, my my partners in crime over there at the sports section. Um, those are two young journalists with such a tremendous future. Um Whenever I leave, like the paper is going to be in tremendous hands with those two. I couldn't have any higher expectations for them. I hope they, they live up to it. I, I kid, they're going to, they're going to kill it. Uh, and uh, so, you know, make sure you're kind of reading our stuff here as we close down a, what should be a really good spring season. Like we're in the midst of having some really good baseball teams and some really good softball teams. 
Uh, obviously, Tennessee baseball is playing well. They've been playing well for the last couple of years. Maryville College softball is off to a good start. So we got some really good stories going on right now. Um, as for the sports page, uh, make sure you follow us at the sports page on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Let me see if I can. Brian will kill me if I don't get all these plugs in correctly. So Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, our show stream on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch every Saturday from 10 to noon. Uh, I think that's about a TikTok. We don't have a TikTok. Um, it's like yeah. the one social media that I have absolutely no idea how to work. So Brian's going to have to find somebody other than me to control that. Um, yeah, you can listen to us on the radio at 1180 a.m. 90. See, I can't even say that because I'm going to say the wrong thing. I can't remember it off the top of my head. When you probably know what channel it's on. I don't. I don't. I, literally, when you guys are on Facebook, it just makes it so easy. It, it's so much better. And I will say this. Our Facebook has been down a lot this year. I don't know what's wrong with Meta's live streaming platform. Can I say this on a public forum, please? If you want to watch our show, please watch it on YouTube. I can't control when the Facebook feed cuts out anything <laughs> like that. People, parents yell at me over DMs and stuff. And I'm like, I don't have any control of that. The machine just stops working. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, in the box it just stops running. YouTube yeah, has not exactly. put out once. We know so exactly how you feel. We we record on YouTube and then we share to Facebook, which yes, I know. Watch on YouTube. YouTube streaming there. platform is so much better. Uh, please watch there. Um, and for the people who can only watch on Facebook, we'll continue to take your views and your likes and all that stuff too. Uh, a bigger a bigger social media presence coming in fall 2023. I I promise that's something that I dead set on making it so show will get better but yes all those things uh daily time sports sports page uh make sure you follow us so we can we can finish this thing strong and troy you can follow troy i follow him I, no i don't want to plug myself because because in again in four months i might i might go you know i might tweet four times a week <laughs> Oh, be right in line with us, Troy. But hey, man, I, like I said, I appreciate you coming on, giving me some time. Uh, it's cool to hear, you know, like I said, there's a lot of shows that want to ask tough questions. There's a lot of shows that want to break news. Uh, we we inadvertently might do that on this one. <laughs> but uh, what we wanted to do is, is kind of shed some light. A lot of times, you, you know, you know the person, you read their their material, but you don't know how they got where they're at. And I think we've answered that question here today uh, for you. And uh, and like I said, if there's a second chapter uh, in the fall, we're going to have to circle back and see uh, whether you uh, gives it give it five stars would would recommend or if if maybe you're like I may be going back to right. <laughs> yeah, I'm T I'm TAing at Maryville right now, and uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, kids are fantastic. Uh, it's been it's been a blast. Now, I am very tired between full time journalism job, part time TA, and grad school. Uh, but I, I spent my one hour I have to myself every day with you guys today. So I hope that makes you feel good. Man, that's that's heavy load right there, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna sleep tonight. <laughs> But uh, I would say I'd help you with grad school, but I don't think it would help you. You you may have to wait and start in the spring because I might help you fail a class. But anyway, uh, but Troy, thanks so much. Troy Provo Heron, sports editor of the Daily Times and working on that teaching degree. But if uh, if you want to like our content, again, subscribe to our page. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram if you want to. But these other two are the better path. Uh, but for Wayne Kaiser, Ben Metz, and Troy, Troy's over there, uh, you've listened to The Grind. Take care and grind on.